pop, 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 pop. Yeah, but it mine only pop, pops when I'm like like making out with this thing. Pop, pop. <clears throat> oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war. There is only dice and pipes. Welcome back. Hopefully we're not as somber as last week. We're getting there. I think we're off to a better start. Yeah. I'm also starting a lot more. I'm not, I'm not drunk, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm more buzzed. You're on the road. I'm on the road to drunkardness. Yes. This is Dyson Pipes, the Warhammer edition. We're very excited here. Don't let my voice fool you. We are very happy. <laughs> Things are good. I'm staring at a bunch of bottles of alcohol, a lot of tobacco, and a shitload of dice, which on this episode... I have a feeling. There's going to be a lot of rolling. Oh. So I, I have my five dice prepped for our roll to drink. I'm ready to go. Brian, how are you? I'm good. Uh, <clears throat> the boy went on a fishing boat uh, yesterday. Uh, went fishing for fluke. Catch caught, anything? Caught the most on the boat. You're kidding me. He caught five, kept four. Good for him. And they cleaned it for him, and I cooked it up for dinner last night. How was it? It was good. I've never cooked a fluke. It's a part of the flounder family. Yeah, yeah. It's a bottom fish. Was he freaked out by the fish because they have uh, a little ugly? Yeah, because they have like two eyes on like the same side of the body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to uh, poach it. I Ooh, poached it in uh, lemon butter, butter wine, and uh, cream. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it was very came out good. good? Yes. Yeah. Nice. How many pounds of fish did he end up uh, bringing home? Uh, I don't know if they weighed it or not. It was it was about two. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's good. Four fish, yeah, yeah. So that was uh, that was interesting. And uh, he's eaten fish before, but this is the first time he was excited to eat fish. And well, this, it could be that he caught it, right? That exactly, yeah. So this motherfucker wanted to see how it was cooked. Good. The only part of the process he missed was cleaning it. They they did it for <laughs> him. They went out to get a barbecue at port, uh, and I guess uh, my wife was. Uh, unaware that they, she could have sat around and watched them clean it. But, oh, okay. Because uh, I don't actually know how to clean fluke. I've never done it before. Yeah, fluke is an odd fish. Yeah, yeah I don't even know how you would like fillet that son of a bitch. Right? Because it seems like it lays sideways. Right. So usually like you, you cut behind the fin, right? Like you You're cut going the through fucking, the gill yeah. and go around. Um, like yeah, I've, right. I've cleaned uh, salmon. I've cleaned catfish. But those are easy. Those are very thick. Right. Yeah, does like fluke have like pin bones? Like how does it yeah. even work? Yeah. They do. Yeah, I don't know. I've never I've never seen one clean before, so I wouldn't even know. Yeah. So Well, that's good. It was exciting. Delicious. I'm a yeah. big fan of flounder. I like flounder. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna fillet and fry a fish, I don't know, flounder is like my go to for like thin kind of like how you do like a chicken cutlet. Right. You know. Yeah, next time I would definitely uh, pan fry it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a good idea. Saute, you know. Saute. But the uh the poaching is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds delicious. If I've never cooked a fish before, my go-to is usually poaching because you can't really fuck it up. Right. Um, I overcooked it a little bit. It started getting a little flaky, but uh, like falling apart. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Over, it, it tasted. Yeah, the taste was good. Yes. Yeah, catching fish on your own and cooking it that day, because obviously he 
caught it that morning and you cooked it that night, dude, there is nothing better. We yeah. did the same thing. I went on a trip to Florida and a uh, little quick story, private boat. There were like six of us on it and uh, I went with my son and we ended up catching a grouper. And same thing, dude, he just had the fucking streak of luck in him and he was pulling up one grouper after another and these fucking fish were pretty goddamn big. Yeah. We might have left there with about 10 pounds of grouper. I love grouper. Oh, uh, it was delicious. It was so good. There's a restaurant in Florida we went to uh, where they stuffed the grouper with lobster. That's awesome. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. We are planning a vacation uh, to, before the end of the summer, we're going to go up to Maine. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of like, who the fuck wants to go to Maine? No offense to you people in Maine, but like, you know, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. What the fuck do I want to go to Maine for? It's a beautiful country. Lobster. Maine lobster. Fuck yeah. Because mm-hmm. I could probably get a lobster roll for like two fifty. That's got to <laughs> be. And I'll eat like eight of those bitches. Oh, my God. So yummy. You're making me hungry. Yeah. So I'm going to quench my hunger with some Chivas Regal. Oh, Instagram and Twitter, Dyson Pipes. Damn, you're good. How's your relationship with Barry? Is he getting any better? No, fuck him. What the fuck, man? If I, if, if I paid him, I'd fire him. <laughs> Look, the guy shows up to work every week that we record, and he's always wearing a suit. He has his pocket square. No fear of the dog today. She will. As soon as he comes around the corner, there he is. He's sitting there. Look, I can see him. He's watching. She's looking at him. We're backing up. <laughs> he's in position. Chief of Border Security, the dog. He's standing up. Oh, the bark. I hear the bark. He's moseying his way down the stairs. Moseying his way down the second set of stairs. And there he is. He's on her. That's it. You need a new male person. Well, my wife is out there uh, quelling the rebellion. Oh, good, good. I can good. hear her talking to the. I hear lots of voices. Crazy Russian male lady. Not in my head. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Barry, look, the guy shows up to work dressed in a suit. He's got his he pockets. Pro- if he's wearing a suit, which I'm not sure he is because I refuse to be in the same room as this guy. But <laughs> if he it. is wearing a suit, he probably stole it from Clyde. Look, first of all, Clyde wears tuxes. All right. <laughs> Barry wears suits. There's a big difference. And fucking Michael is a complete degenerate. He just I'm lucky he shows up in his underwear. Michael may have watched Cocktail one too many times. What a great movie. But he gets confused between Cocktail and Risky Business. He's always, when he's mixing his drinks, he's always just sliding around in his underwear. (laughs) With his vacuum? Yes. Good. We have a very odd staff here at the Dyson Pipes. uh, These guys are crazy. Radio program. I have no problems with Barry, though. You do. Look, the guy is very formal. Who fucking wears a pocket square to work? I don't know what a pocket square is. Oh, funny, you should... You should ask what a pocket square is, because that is going to be the subject of today's toast. I think we should get into it right now. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is my glass. We're going to get to what we're drinking and what we're smoking in a minute. But Whoa, look, whoa huge breach of contract. We're going backwards. All we, right. We have to, because we're talking about pocket squares. Look, and, and apparently, according to Barry, we need, uh, we need more hijinks. So here we more are. More hijinks. More hijinks. We're doing the toast first. He's, he's just he's doing it be, this way because he knows that you're so fucking aggravated with him. He's just trying to get under your skin now. He's going to be so dumb. He's probably going to write the show notes backwards still. He's going to run the normal way because he doesn't actually listen uh, to the, yes. this fine radio program. He's going to drop the ball. Listen, a pocket square is another way of saying a handkerchief. I'm sorry? 
You see on dice of pipes when you fuck a word up. No, I didn't fuck a word uh, up. No, no, no. What are you talking about? It's a handkerchief. A handkerchief. No, you should drink. What are you talking about? It's a handkerchief. No. Yeah, that thing that you. Why put. are you? Say- it's not two words. It's a handkerchief. You- How's that? Is that better? A handkerchief. It's a handkerchief. A handkerchief. A what? Handkerchief. You. On dice and pipes when you fuck I'm, up a I'm word. Not making, I'm not messing up a word. It's a handkerchief. I want to find out for sure. Go to dictionary.com. I want... A what? Hand. Kerchief. Kerchief. You're cheating. Put the whole thing together. I don't have to. Dictionary. Kerchief. It's a piece of fabric used to cover the head or worn <laughs> tied around the neck. It's a kerchief. So I have to roll... You should roll because technically it's a kerchief. It's a hand kerchief. I'm not going to make you roll though because no, no, no. no, no. In, in common wrong. day, nope. common day, people savagely respond to it as a handkerchief. Oh no! Oh, you're drinking. Yeah, this is good. So now on Dyson pipes, when you fuck up a word like handkerchief, <laughs> what the hell is that? You got to roll. We're rolling five dice, one wrath, Deanna three. Yeah, I got Brian Feld. I got nothing. I'm going to drink with you, my friend. Okay. That's not really in the spirit. This this episode's all over the place. We're just breaking down walls. Breaking down all the walls. All the walls. My problem with Mr. this Gorbachev. word is... Mr. <laughs> Gorbachev. My problem with the word is twofold. Number one, everybody pronounces it wrong. And number two, what people use it for is probably the most disgusting thing on the planet known to man. Here is... How do you feel about people stealing other people's used handkerchiefs? I don't know who's more disgusting. <laughs> the person who uses the handkerchief or the person who steals said handkerchief and puts hand it in their kerchief. pocket. Handkerchief. Hand, handkerchief. Yeah. Hand, hand Look. Ker- Hold on. Kerchief. Kerchief. <laughs> handkerchief. Yeah. It's like impossible to say fluidly. Now, the question is, you're right. If if we look at the pronunciation of handkerchief, if it's the same way, let's say. We might have to cut out. Oh, 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 hold on. Hold on. I have a feeling that they're going to say handkerchief. Hold on. Handkerchief. See? Handkerchief. It's still chief at the end. Yeah, okay. And a lot of people mispronounce it and say handkerchief. I, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. However, my problem is, is not entirely with the enunciation of the word. It's the use of the article. It just is. It's fucking disgusting. Okay, so, so it, it dates back centuries, right? So the the kerchief. Oh, so we've researched this toast. I, I've done a lot. <laughs> I've done some research on this. Okay, this goes back centuries. Okay, in the Middle Ages, they used to use it as a head cover, which is what kerchief is derived from. When you take a look at the, uh, it, it comes from French. Yeah, it's the it, uh, the Latin root word for chief. The chief. Yes, the chief, chief J Strongbow headdress. Uh, yeah, right. So it's to cover the head. I don't know where the hands come into play, but. People then have taken that and use it to fucking blow snot in it. And then they take their snot-filled kerchief and they put it back in their fu- head? I don't know. <laughs> their pocket? Okay, so you're, you're walking down the street. Okay. Uh, hot time, summer in the city. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you're afflicted with the, the snot monsters. Okay. And you have to evacuate them from your nasal cavities. Yes. You said you're walking in the city. Yeah. Okay. You, Go use the bathroom. You can't just pull out your hand kerchief and... That's, fucking disgusting why would you want to do that put it back in the old yeah but why 
Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If if you were walking down the city streets and let's say you ate a, a bad tuna salad and your tummy was a little upset and you had to maybe do a little vomiting, <laughs> would you vomit in a cup and then put that back in your pocket? <laughs> I just don't understand why it is socially acceptable to blow your fucking nose. Well, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's socially acceptable because I personally don't have a problem with the handkerchief. That's what uh, I'm talking about. But it's, watching, it's socially acceptable. Watching my buddy Mark use that handkerchief at every possible moment is <laughs> is, is insufferable. It's so gross. Um, it's gross. Look, I I just I I don't know. I take issue with it. You take umbrage. I take umbrage. I don't understand why you would want to take... Look, we're in new times. So now the pocket square, right? That's what you called it? It's a pocket square. Is that... That's acceptable. Supposed to be... like In theory, is that supposed to be your handkerchief? It is a handkerchief, but now it's been transformed because we've now modernized it. Right. Right. So back in the 20s, when you take a look at guys like Fred Astaire, for example. I can't believe I'm dropping knowledge like this. This is so gay. This is this is so bad. Like Fred Astaire is one of the original uh, guys to like promote the idea of taking a handkerchief and putting it in your suit pocket and using it as a pocket square. Ah, gentlemen, <laughs> you got a stuffy nose? Pull out your handkerchief, <laughs> evacuate your nasal cavities. Smoke a lucky. See, these guys were fucking gentlemen, though. I'm sure they kept tissues in their pocket. So the handkerchief would stay in their, their suit pocket as a pocket square, and then like someplace in their suit, they would keep tissues. Blow so, their nose in a fucking tissue like a real man and then throw it in the garbage. But see, so, I'm okay with that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So why would you blow your nose in a handkerchief? Well, Is this bothering you yet that I keep using the word handkerchief? I've accepted it. Uh, You're good. Y- yes, it is bothering me, but I'm, I'm, if you can't beat them, join them. You know? <laughs> uh, so tissues, disposable tissues... Blow, toss, we're good. Handkerchief, blow, restuff into the pocket, no go. No go. What about the man pond? I'm sorry? The man, man pond. Man pond. Yeah. Where where does said man pond go? Uh, in, a, a, in a little area of the body uh, known as the grundle or perhaps uh, the taint area. So you take, oh, hold on, let me, hold on. Oh, this hold, episode hold of Forty K may not be safe for work. <laughs> NSFW. So you take a piece of absorbent cotton or cloth, mm. something absorbent, I would imagine. Oh, well, so, from my understanding, as a man who's never used the man pond, it's the way it was described to me as thusly. A power broker in Manhattan. Okay. Will uh, lots of meetings, lots of hustle and bustle, walking very, very from busy guy, Wall Street to mm-hmm. wherever the fuck down there, uh, and they'll take wet ones, like the handy wipes, and they'll put them on the taint and grundle area to prevent swamp ass. And when nary a soul is looking, they'll duck into a an unscrupulous alley and remove it as a wad from within their grundle area and drop it on the ground and go to their meeting. Fresh as a daisy. Let me ask you a question. And I played a lot of sports in my life. Yes. I've worked a lot of jobs that required me to be outside uh-huh. during the summertime. Yes. I'm sure you have too. Yes. How many times have you approached 
another man and you smelled his ball sack just from maybe like three to five feet away from him. Uh, like accidentally? Like, oof, man, that's bad. Yeah. None. None. Thank you. How about purposefully? Since you said accidentally. Like, like a dog. How many times have you purposely <laughs> smelled another man's taint? I would imagine. I'm trying to... Uh, uh, let me preface this by saying I do not agree with this. Okay. I'm wholeheartedly opposed and I'm angry talking about it. Having about said, the concept of the handkerchief? No, the man pond. Oh, damn it. Uh, the, the handkerchief, I'm. Uh, it's a necessary evil, in my opinion. I don't use one. That's why I steal other people's. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. While they're using it, in mid-blow, I just Ew. rip it out of their hand. And, and put, put it, it in my, right in your pocket. Right in my back pocket. Yep. No qualms. Nope. With my phone. So now the, the, the used handkerchief is now sharing, occupying the same uh, space as mm-hmm. my phone. So I take my phone out to make a phone call, and in essence... You might as well be taking that handkerchief and putting it right, right up on your face. Right. That's normal. Uh, so what about this man pawn? Uh, so you do take exception with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hate it. More you don't than, like it at I all. hate it more than life itself. But imagine, if you will, you're a power broker going to a meeting, and you sit in a sticky leather chair in this, in this douchebag's office. Okay. And you're, you're doing your thing, and it's time to end the meeting. You stand up. You shake hands. Right. Maybe or maybe you stand up to introduce yourself to somebody else who walks in. When you sit back down, that little puff of air that comes up when you sit back down. Right, right. You mm. think that's going to waft out. Mm. Now, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking if you're some like high-level power broker, don't you think you're in an office with this minor advancement in technology called air conditioning? Well, yeah, but that doesn't do anything to alleviate the the swamp ass. Well, maybe wear some like underwear that's a little breathable, right? Don't we have like breathable technologies I, I in our attire? I'm, I'm just explaining to you what's happening out there. Well, I'm saying there's these people, greater evils than the handkerchief. Man ponds, apparently. Yes. So we need to couple man ponds with handkerchiefs and defeat them. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I, I still haven't heard a reasonable uh, explanation of what I'm supposed to do. When I have a stuffy nose, yeah, you Instead get a breaking fucking, out my. You get a tissue, a snot rocket. Well, you could do that. You're a man. That's okay. Is that is that is a snot rocket? Let's do the hierarchy. I don't think that's socially acceptable. But look, no, you've got to no, get no. it out of your system. You get this, it out. This this fine radio program is not probably socially acceptable. That's true. On the top of the the tippity top of the uh, nasty list, we have. Mm-hmm. Is, do snot rockets defeat handkerchiefs? Like which one is worse? Which is so? I would say the snot rocket is probably the worst. Okay, so we have snot rocket as the king. Yeah, does snot rocket defeat manpon? Dude, manpon, I just view as being completely unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary. I can't wait. The problem for the with next time you're walking through Manhattan and you see a pile of wet ones on the ground, and now you'll know where they came from. That's Disgusting. Now the problem would be because a, a, a uh, like a snot rocket or a handkerchief is used in public view. I would think more so the handkerchief than the snot rocket, right? People aren't just like blowing shit out of their nose like in front of people without right. using some sort of thing to catch it, right? So a handkerchief is is more popular. The tissue, I know, it's this amazing advancement in technology that people are just catching on to. It's a disposable handkerchief, exactly. Why can't we just use that? I agree. Yeah. So if, if you're suffering a cold, like if you feel a cold coming yeah, on, nasally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not just throw? They even have. Hold on. Personal 
portable tissues. I this oh, sit down, everybody. <laughs> I know this is tough to understand, but just put one of those sons of bitches right in your pocket. They're cheap. They're like fifty cents. You get put them right in your pocket. There's maybe like ten little tissues in there. Now, what do you do if there's no garbage cans available? It's well, we're talking about New York City. You just throw it in the fucking street. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You're throwing your fucking man pond, like wet ones, in the alley. Just true. throw your fucking tissue down. Yeah, and it's, it's sustenance for the homeless people. Yeah, exactly. And if they're not going to eat it, the circle of life. The rats will. So, yeah. Or the cats. Whatever. Or the uh, water bugs. Yes. Okay. The orca roaches. The orca roaches. Sons of bitches. Uh oh. So, anyway, I have, I have an issue with that. My humblest apologies if I offended anybody. No, but no, I think uh, you converted me. No more handkerchiefs. Cool, first of I, all, first of all, it's it's not a handkerchief. That's what we learned today. If if you take one thing out of this episode, it's that it is it is not a handkerchief. It's you got just a, spell, it's, you're just it's, saying it wrong. It, it's got a title as obnoxious as the article itself. Exactly, which is why you shouldn't use it because you sound like a fucking douchebag. So. Uh, the the professionals here at the Dyson Pipes program uh, encourage everyone to use the portable and disposable handkerchiefs known as tissues. <laughs> <laughs> the layman's terms. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. It's very easy. Keep yourself clean. Why would you want to take... I never understood that. Why would you want to take this fucking rag full of snot and then put it back in your pocket? Because you know we're guys, right? Women don't use this. Right. Occasionally, you you will see women do use it, but... I'm going to say majority of the time, it's men. Men are going to take that. They're going to put it back in their jeans. And how often do you watch your jeans? Exactly. You, your facial expression says it all. Like, I'm not washing my jeans As a man who owns time. three pairs of jeans that exactly. I wear. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'll maybe wash my jeans, what, once a week? Yeah, that's about what I'm at. About that. Now, imagine using the same handkerchief, because you know you're not washing that every fucking day. That thing is just loaded with your fucking snot, going right back in your pocket. When I was in college, sidebar, when I was in college and I was deep into EverQuest, uh, yes. I went all, no, maybe it was summer, no, it was summer, summer break because I wasn't working. So I must have been in high school. So when did EverQuest come out? Whatever. I wasn't, I didn't have anything better to do. I'll just, there's no reason to make this more painful than it has to be. Uh, I was playing the EverQuest a lot and I went almost a week without showering, without just sitting in my fucking filth. Yes. Uh, doing Spirit of Wolf for money. 99. Okay. So that, that was high school for me. Uh, so young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the end of high school, if it's worth anything. But yeah, I would be standing in town uh, trading Spirit of the Wolf spells for money, uh, just sitting in my own grime like a fucking mutant. Did you have a handkerchief? Or maybe some man ponds? No. Maybe you should have no, no. used some man ponds then. Would have kept you fresh. I find well, that's why I talk about the the wafting smell, because I remember I went up to go get myself uh, a delicious and nutritious bowl of cream of mushroom soup. Cream of mushroom soup. Campbell's. Deli- of course, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. A big, like, I got three cans of it in a huge bowl, and mm. I took an entire package of crackers and just like an accordion, nice. opened it and poured it into the cream of mushroom soup. And I went to go get a drink. I stood up. I sat back down on my chair to continue playing Evercrack. And the smell of my body wafted up and hit me. And it was at that moment that I decided 
Tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'll take a shower. <laughs> Tomorrow. <'Cause laughs> Not right now. Because there's a lot of guys on right now, and I'm making a lot of money. Yeah, you're too busy selling your, your wares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because for, for those who are unaware, uh, in EverQuest, the Druid class mm-hmm. uh, got a spell called Spirit of the Wolf that you could cast on yourself or another person, and it gave you super fast running speed. So characters, because uh, I don't believe there were mounts in that game, so characters who are trying to get from one city to the next would go to the entrance, and that's where all the Druids would be hawking all their Spirit like of the that. Wolf. Like crack dealers. Right. How much were you selling? Do you remember? I don't remember. I would undercut my competition. That's smart. Like to the point where it wasn't even worth my time, but it was just mm. a matter of people talking to me because I, you know, I'm, I'm a sad excuse for a human being. Well, you were wafting your own like yeah, yeah, yeah. bodily. Right. That's delicious. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how we've gotten there from. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. The fuck out of here. Fucking. Barry coming in here like he fucking wants to hand me a note. Dude, but look how fucking schnazzy he is with that goddamn pocket I didn't even square. see him. I, could, I, I just felt him coming. Well, fucking come in here, try to hand me a note. Now you don't know. Maybe it was something important that he was trying to give you. Fuck him. <sighs> no, I, we did the toast first, stupid. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to take it. Hold on. Make sure he knows we did the toast first. Yeah, hold on. All right. Thank you. More hijinks, right? That's what he wants? More hijinks? This fuck. He uh, he says he's sorry for whatever it was that you've gone through in life that makes you hate him. <laughs> but then right underneath that, he says that you're a prick. Here's the so, thing. I got to keep him on his toes. You know, I don't want him getting complacent. He said we missed. Uh, we have to go back and we have to reference what we're smoking and drinking. He said this has gone oh. on for too long. We have to talk about our pipes and uh, okay. tobacco and shit. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, here's two uh, here's the handkerchiefs here. Yes. Keep him on his toes. Fucking Schrodinger's cats in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's a drink? I'm done. I'm empty. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm empty. Are you still on that uh vapor? No, 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 no. Today oh. I am uh <clears throat> this is my uh Savinelli Mega and I'm smoking uh my old dark fired. Ah. And I think I'm actually gonna I'm going to try this with this Aberfeldy. Hold on. Oh. Let's see how this bears. There we go. It sounds so nice. So smooth. All right. So uh, Michael has uh, given us this uh, this Aberfeldy. I don't like... The, I, see, I don't like the... I don't like the name. I don't like words today. That's what I'm learning. You're anti-words. I'm not liking handkerchief. I'm not liking a- Aberfields or whatever the fuck. Have you realized now there is a trend developing? Look at the style of this bottle, mm-hmm. right? The Aberfeldy. Mm-hmm. Look at the style of the Shivas Regal mm-hmm. bottle. Look at the monkey shoulder. They're like these like little jugs. short kind of jugs. Jug bottles. I like them. Better than like the Glenfiddich. I mean, the Glenfiddich is cool and so is the Glenlivet. But like they're they're more like traditional... Like tall, kind of narrow, yeah. skinny bottles. If we make it to episode 50 uh, without killing each other or being kicked off uh, the internet, I think for episode 50, because yes. that would be one year, we should do a nice bottle of McKellen's. Ooh. And we should go on a hunt for a very fine tobacco. I would... At that point, I think I would go to, uh, who's that fucking guy? Is it Pipe Stud? I think I would go on there and buy some old, 
because he does a lot of like consignment tobacco by like an old McClellan. <clears throat> so McKellen's a McClellan. McKellen, McClellan. And we didn't have to rule. No, we didn't. That's pretty good. We're and not next drunk thing enough. you know, Macaulay Culkin will be in here. Oh, my Macaulay God. Macaulay Culkin with the McCowans and the McCull... Mc... Yes. Fuck. You fucked I yourself. I knew, you know... Why would you do that? You fucked... I... Motorcycle. <laughs> Sound like Diablo. Uh, I knew I was going to fuck myself on that. Well, when you fuck yourself, you use a man pond. And then when you take the man pond out... Have we rolled yet today? No, this is going to be the first one. On Dyson Pipes, when you fuck up words, uh, you got to roll to see if you have to drink. So for Warhammer, we're doing five dice with a difficulty of three. I'm sorry, you actually did roll because you said handkerchief. Ah, oh, that's right. My bad. I got two exalted icons. Sons of bitches. And two on the wrath. I am Fine. not uh, drinking today. You're good to go. So what are you smoking? I have uh, this uh, Awakened Elder. I'm trying to, uh, trying to get through this last... Uh, I'm I'm in a a, situ- a situation with uh, this awakened elder. I got two tins of it when I first bought it, and I jarred it. Mm-hmm. And this is what's left. You're kidding me. So yeah, I was doing it once a day for a while, and it's it just got a little too heavy. Yeah, uh, especially after I quit smoking, I've actually been hitting up the the aromatics a little more often. Um, but I felt felt like getting intense for this uh, grouping of recordings. So, uh, Clyde. Says this is it, and I think after I finish this, uh, I'm gonna have him put a tobacco order in. Ooh, I'm interested yes. in. You got me thinking about that haunted bookshop. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's on sale. Yeah, I'm thinking about that. Um, I'm also thinking about Gentleman Caller. And full disclosure, the only reason I want to try Gentleman Caller is because of the tin. Yeah, uh, it's got the old creepy guy with a thing of flowers behind his back, knocking, rapping away at some old lady's door. Do you think the uh, flowers are doused in chloroform? <laughs> so when the, the fine old lady answers the door and she sniffs the flowers, that's when he makes his move? Like Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Kellen Winslow. So, uh, did we cover everything? Yeah, drink, smoke, toast. All we got to do is just play the games. It's game time. Uh, so uh, when we last left uh, Ben Spayburn, he decided that he was done being stealthy, and he decided to toss a grenade uh, into a guard tower and launch forth into a, a gun battle that will carry us uh, for quite a few sessions. <laughs> yeah, this shit gets a little hectic. All right, we'll uh, we'll do that. We'll be right back. Yes. Warning: the following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, uh, so this grenade goes off and just blows the building to pieces. Uh, the roof starts caving in on itself. Large chunks of this wall just kind of break apart. Uh, the glass obviously blows out. And while you... When the ringing in your ears subsides, while you don't hear anything immediately, one can only assume that the rest of this, this installation has been alerted. Right. But you don't immediately hear any reaction. 
do I chalk that up to ringing in my ears or do I just chalk that up to it just hasn't resonated you know with the people that are at this uh, at this building I will let you chalk that up to whatever you think okay okay I uh I ready my bulk gun okay and now so I have I'm on the north face of this building at the northeast corner I mean at the northwest corner yep facing north okay you, you understand so yep. my back is against the wall yes so I can clear the right yep back behind over my left shoulder to clear the west side of the building but I'm focused on the shed just to make sure for like I'm just gonna wait like five seconds make sure that nobody steps out of that shed nobody does okay okay very good what's the next move the um the what side of the building by the way did I see where they started loading the crates in that was on the the south um, or the east that's on the east facing side of the building okay closer to the southeast corner than the middle all right so uh with my uh with my bulk gun in in hand in the ready position um i'm gonna i'm gonna pivot on my left foot now i'm gonna start working my way south along the west edge of the building okay uh this is where the large bay door is okay give me an awareness test with plus two dice Dan. Two. All right, I have five icons. All right. You hear the... Even though you've probably never heard this sound before, I feel like you would know what this is. And it is the sound of what can only be described as a grenade launcher. I'm sorry? A grenade launcher. Like that real, like, hollow tube, mm. something ejecting. And a canister falls right at your feet. Right at my feet. Okay, two things. Number one, can I discern like what direction this came from? Did it come from... It came from in the building? It came from above. Oh, it came from above. Give me an athletics test. Difficulty two. <laughs> Here we oh, go. Hold on, I'll be I'll be re-rolling. Hold on. <laughs> Is it a zero? Yeah, I got, got I got none. I got none. Alright, let me let me re-roll. Here's a question. I didn't get a complication, but now let's say I got a complication, but I want to re-roll. Do I re-roll the complication? The complication stays. For today's session, yes. <coughs> so I would consider it a failure. Until I confirm that in the rule book. Okay. Because that's gonna be a hard thing to find. Yeah. Uh for today, yes, you'll okay. re-roll. All right, I'm going to... I'm going to re-roll this one. I mean, I'm going to re-roll the ball minus so I'm one. Oh, my God. All right, and... Uh, fuck me, I really don't want to take a grenade to the face. All right, I'm going to spend the glory and add a die. I have one icon. Oh, okay. Icon. All right, so I just rolled an exalted... All right, uh, so you start running, 
I would assume, away from this thing. Yeah, so my my, my guess is, so I, I chucked the grenade. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, th this is the way in my mind it plays out, right? So I run over to this uh, to the shed. I pull the pin. I lob the grenade at the foot of the guy whose chair I can see. As soon as I drop that fucking thing in there, I run back to the northwest corner of this building. I put my back up against the wall. The explosion goes off. I feel the concussion in my body. It starts ringing in my ears. I, everything goes silent. Well, it doesn't explode. Oh, you're talking no, about your grenade. My grenade. I'm sorry. Go ahead. My grenade. So the, uh, the grenade explodes, okay? So I run back to... Well, I run back to the northwest corner. I have my back up against the building. Grenade goes off. I feel the concussion. My ears start ringing. All of a sudden, everything goes silent. I pause for a couple of seconds. I turn over my left foot. And now, as soon as I turn and start heading south along the west edge with my gun in the ready position, all of a sudden, I hear thump. And this fucking thing falls down at my foot. So I pump the brakes. Ooh. I pump the brakes. And I do a fucking 180. And now I'm running to try to get back to the north side of the building, back to the corner that I started from. Okay. Uh, so... <clears throat> The grenade does not explode. But it's gas. Yes. And you can smell it, even though you're not in the area of effect, necessarily. You can smell it. It smells familiar. It is the same smell that you smell after you blew the mine at Slugbelly's encampment. Give me an awareness test. Difficulty one. With the auspects or no? Yeah. 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 This is a handheld device, but I kind of imagine like it would beep or something where you don't have to look at it. Right, right. Just for the purposes of a... Uh, it's almost like a radiation meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, had sure. that on yeah. Okay. Difficulty one, you said? Yeah. All right. So I pass and I can shift three. Oh, good. So as you round, uh, did you go straight or did you round, round the corner? Yeah, I rounded the corner. So now I can basically Good. end up. Good, five guys are running towards you. Uh, because you shifted, I'm going to give you the starting initiative. Excellent. So now they're running towards me from the northeast side of the building. Right. In between the now exploded guard tower. Uh, and after this round of combat, another canister will be deployed. And every round... Uh, every, every every three rounds. All right, I have to deal with the canister. Jesus Christ. Now, check your character sheet. I feel like I might have given you some kind of respirator mask. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying to find. I feel like I gave you one of those. <laughs> respirator mask. I did. Yep. When... Uh, in the uh, slug belly cave. All right, let me just pull up the respirator mask <laughs> to see what exactly that son of a bitch does. All right, so <clears throat> just for canon purposes, this respirator mask came with one oxygen tank. An oxygen tank is good enough to let you breathe without having to worry about these toxins uh, for two hours. So... Okay. Theoretically, this will last you at least the foreseeable future. Okay. At least, hopefully, this encounter. Yeah. Uh, however, I don't have it on. Right. So, you have a choice. I can sacrifice movement to put the mask on. 
so we can't aim. We can't. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. So I can, I can fire. I can either, I can either move and fire, fire with an aim, but I can't put the mask on or move, or mask and fire with no bonuses to, uh, to my shots. Or mask and move, or mask and move. Which you're probably not gonna. Come on now, <laughs> come on. What do I look like? Happening. Like fucking crazy. So I'm assuming we're going to don this mask. Um, I'm gonna fire first. Okay. And then decide whether I'm gonna run or mask it. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, it's worth noting that all of your adversaries, uh, whether they were before or not, who knows? But as of right now, they're all wearing their gas masks. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, I can. I understand that. So I get plus one die for the gun. Okay. Uh, one. So I get eight. Um, all right, so I'm going to fire into this crowd. You said there's five guys? Yes, and they're a mob. So I'm sorry, just explain that to me. How does that work again? Plus two for each additional target, but you don't have to call it. The higher you roll, the more guys you take out. Okay. When they're in a mob, each guy has one wound. Right, So, and my initial DN is a two. Uh, I will tell you, your DN is... Yes, two, to start. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Let's start this shit. Uh, they are... They were running towards you. I would say they're about... 20 meters in closing. Fuck, what am I looking at? Oh. I'm sorry, uh, DN at three to start. So if you roll an 11, we'll get everybody. Okay. If you're within half range of your weapon's effective range, uh, you get a plus bonus dice to attack. So I get one extra dice for being half range. Yeah. Within, uh, I think your chainsaw is four meters. So as long as they're less or they're greater than four meters, but half of <coughs> your, because four meters will be your melee range. Right, yeah, my, well, my chain sword goes out to five meters. Five meters, okay, um, so... But again, I'm strictly the bolt gun, so my bolt gun range is 40 meters, but you said they're 20. So now I get an extra from, dice. Anywhere between six and 20, plus one bonus dice. Okay, so two, four, six, eight, so I get nine, nine. Okay, that's number one. Um, salvo? Salvo, your salvo rating, if you want to spend a reload, you add those dice to attack. Brutal. Brutal is any uh, you add plus one, like any to your damage to extra damage dice. Yes. yes. And rapid fire. Oh shit! You got me on that one. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, fucking. That's good, man. I'm very good. I can't believe I'm starting to understand this crazy yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's close range? That's within half range. I believe so, yeah. All right, so rapid fire. This weapon deals death in a hell of last beams, bullets, and bolt shells. A rapid fire weapon deals a number of bonus die damage equal to its rating in close range. All right, so I would just get that extra. So I'm okay. not worried about that. Um, you start with what? Three reloads? Yes. But then if you spend a reload, you can't fire the next round, right? No. But really? once you're out of reload, you're out of ammo. 
So the, a lot of the complications... Spends a reload. Yeah. All right, I'm going to hold off on that for now, because at least I can try to soak some damage. Okay. All right, so... Starting defense of three. Okay. All right. So, like I said, I had my uh, my bulk gun in the ready position. So I see these five guys. So I, I bring it up, and uh, you know I'm eyeing this group through that red dot that I just recently installed on this fine weapon, and uh, send some fucking lead down. There. Alright, seven icons. Seven, seven, right? Yeah, yeah. Three of them go down. Right. Right, right. Okay. Alright, so <clears throat> so I picture you run, this second canister gets deployed, you stop and see it, you look up, you ready your weapon, you unload, and the bullets rip through one guy, and one of them actually goes through like the soft part of his neck, tears out the back, and hits the guy behind him in the head. Mm. They both fall down, and as you're unloading on him, the third guy starts taking like four or five rounds right to center mass, uh, and he falls down. All right, I'm just going to kind of, like, I'm, I'm right up against the wall, so I'm not going to do this as like a movement, but I just kind of take my right shoulder and just kind of brace myself against the wall. Okay. And I pull the, uh, my, um, my mask out, and I'm going to don the, uh, the respirator mask. And I know we're kind of altering, because I completely forgot... But if we go back to now, the way I think about it, the way that the way that Banner would have his gear set up, I would think it's almost on like a, uh, it's like attached at like the base on the left hand side of his backpack with like paracord, okay, with like a quick detach, so it, it stays secured there. But if I pull it, yeah, it detaches, so then I can throw it over my face. All right, so these guys are continuing to move in. Uh, they are now six meters closer. They're now at 14. 14. Okay. Four icons. Okay. Does that hit? Oh. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and seven exalted. <laughs> uh, I was like waiting for the punchline. Yeah, I have a defensive two. So how does that work? So you get four. So now, since I have two, how the fuck does this work? Okay, so what's your question? So now I, I hit. Right. That's so that's my roll to hit. Right. I have hit. Now I have to roll damage. So I'm going to roll... My weapon damage is 7 plus 1 extra damage. So what is your uh, So you're not going to do any damage to me. No matter what. Because I have 9. So okay. even if... Right? Because you get 1 extra damage. Yeah. There, there are no bonus stats to their weapons? Right. Okay. So... Yeah, because even if you roll an Exalted, it's still going to be 9, and my Resilience is a 9. Perfect. Yeah. So I picture that they, as they're charging in, uh, they're firing their auto pistols at you. Uh, maybe one of them ricochets off that sweet carapace armor. Mm. Uh, and of course, they roll a complication. Oh. And uh, I'm not going to roll on the table for this. Uh, the complication is uh, the gas canister goes off as they're firing. Uh, Wait, gas canister from above? Like one yeah, of the guys? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And as it goes off, two of the remaining, there were five, so the, uh, the last two guys yeah, yeah. Uh, realized that in their haste, 
after the explosion. They did not put on their gas mask properly, and they are now uh, hindered. So, um, I'm sorry, they're vulnerable. They're coughing. They've used uh, Wizard before, so it's not like they're freaking out. Mm. But they're going to have minus one defense. Okay. I uh, quickly, I look up. Mm-hmm. Can I see? The guy who you think it is. The guy who is on the top. Yeah, yeah. You can see him with some kind of contraptions firing these canisters of Wizard. Okay. Approximately, how far is he? You said this building was Within what? range. He's, he's 20, 25 meters up. And you said these guys are now um, vulnerable? Yes. So it's not going to forgo their uh, their action? Uh, no. When you attack them, they have minus one defense. Right. So if if they survive, like let's say I attack them and they survive, they're still going to get an attack against me. They're Correct. just coughing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to fucking I'm killing these two guys. All right, so now uh, we're looking at... They're separate? They're not a mob, right, are they? No, they are separate. You can't yeah. do a mob with two. two. Yeah. So now your defense is a two. If you want a multi-attack, is yeah. that what you're looking at? I have it right here. Oh, okay. Uh, you have to add plus two difficulty for each additional target. So we're looking at four. So I have to roll overall four yeah. to hit. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. And unlike a mob, you have to obviously... I call out. So we're, we're going for the multi-attack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Difficulty um, four. And if you want, we can try and multi-attack that third guy up on the top. He's within range. Yeah, but now how is that going to work? Because Six. I get... No, I under... Well, now here's the complicated issue with this, right? Being that the two guys that are in front of me are within half range, it allows me to roll two extra dice. Mm-hmm. So ha- the other guy is still within half range. Right, but he said he's four. Oh, he's twenty meters. I'm yeah, sorry, fifteen twenty meters. Okay. And you think multi attack two guys in front and then like two guys and then up for a third guy in one? Sure. Yeah, they're all within range. It's just one guy's up here, the other two are down. Oh, and that's why it necessitates adding for the for the DR. Right. Yeah, you don't have to do that. No, I am going to do that. I didn't realize that I can change my. Uh, like direction. the elevation of my attack, my sure. direction of attack to take on multiple targets. Okay. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't travel up is sound. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Some kind of like bizarre <laughs> physics. <laughs> oh, no, Very strange. Sound doesn't travel down. I forgot. Oh, that's right. It's down. Yeah. That's right. Well, because gravity is such a, like an overpowering yeah. effect. Right. It, it counteracts. Well, it's the phase of the moon. And Newton. Newton comes into Fig play. Newton? Uh, no, they got with the Delicious. apple. They are fucking fantastic. DNF6. Thank you. Let's do this. Let's do <laughs> we have to get out of here. <laughs> we have to get out of this. I guess spending that. See, I, I usually I wasn't spending it before, and now I'm fucking out. Uh, so I have to re-roll. So right now I have four. Okay. It, two exalteds in one. I mean, two icons in one exalted. So I have six, and I can shift. Holy shit. All right, so now we do damage individually. What's wrong? What happened? No applause necessary. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm applauding myself. No, there was a <laughs> uh, there was like a mosquito hovering around the uh, mic. All right, so we can do uh, damage separate. 
Right, right, right. Okay. So my resilience uh, is six plus three armor. So we're looking at nine, unless you have something that cuts through the armor. You're both done. No. All right, so nine is what we're looking for. Okay, so I have ten base. Oh, no, I don't. Okay, so I have, uh, it's, it's ten plus two extra damage. So I'm going to roll the extra damage, and then again with Brutal, I have one to... Uh, who are we going after first? Who are we? Who's who's taking the first chunk of damage? Are we going with the guy upstairs or the two guys? No, I'm going to do the two guys. Okay, so we'll say the guy on the left of you. Okay, just for posterity. The bird's going to steal that. That bird is going to steal. I thought he was going to go after you. He won't shut up, will he? Nah. He's encouraging me to roll yeah. good. Hold on. Happiest murder scene ever. Two exalted. No way. Yeah, well, actually, a one one exalted and one icon, but it's a five. So right. with brutal so it's plus. So I have four, fourteen. Fourteen. So he takes five. Fourteen damage. He takes five. Okay, he's dead. Uh, I could spare you uh, because these uh, gentlemen, yes, only have one wound. Oh, oh. So all the, all three of them. Yeah. Oh, so then I don't have to roll. Yeah. I should have checked over. that first. I'm no, it's sorry. Okay. That's all right. It's it's fun to roll. All right. So <clears throat> I imagine uh, this canister goes, pops off. These guys start coughing. You kind of look around like, oh, shit. Okay. And one guy <laughs> right through the head, in between the eyes. Down he goes. Guy number two, uh, maybe in the throat. And for some reason, I get the feeling you're most annoyed with the guy on top. Oh, 100%. Uh, so how does this... What happens to that guy, you think? So... Uh, um, it, <laughs> I'm guessing in order for him to like actually get the uh, these canisters down towards us, he's kind of leaning over this catwalk. So as I come off the second round, that pierces this guy's throat, and I start putting the barrel, I aim the barrel up at this guy. I kind of shoot him through his inner thigh, the one that was giving him balance as he was leaning over, and it causes him... The Wilhelm scream? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. As he falls to his death. <laughs> oh. oh, and uh, yeah, he, he ends up toppling... Over the uh, over the catwalk and falls down and dies. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he's a lie. He's gurgling as he's laying on the ground in front of you. I you haven't done that yet, so I, I know. I would figure that would remind you. I don't know if we have time really right now. Nah, but focusing on teeth probably isn't my priority right now. And don't worry, I don't forget about taking people's teeth. Okay, you know. good. Uh, all right, uh, so you are disengaged. For the moment, from this group, correct. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is again, since I'm I'm kind of at the corner, this like northwest corner of the building, I'm going to do exactly what I had done before. I'm going to pivot on my left foot over my like look over my left shoulder and see if I can clear that side of the building. The uh, the west facing side. The west facing side. Okay. Because you said that's the side that has the uh, the door. Right. So are we going to try to enter this building, or are we just going to try and clear the perimeter still? No, no, no! I want to try to get into this building. Okay, but again, I'm not gonna, I'm not making my way. So, so here's here's really like the reality of the situation, right? So, so I get my bearings up against this building. I cleared the right. Like these guys come around that right, that far right corner from the northeast. So I, I lay waste to these five guys. I take care of the asshole from up above. And now again, I'm gonna focus my attention on this west line of the building. So I turn. I just pause. I hesitate for like a half a second just to see if anybody's gonna break the corner. And once I see that nobody breaks the corner, if in fact nobody does break the corner, I'm going to start working my way up towards that door so I can gain entry into this building. Okay. Uh, so nobody breaks the corner. And uh, like I said, there is this major bay door 
in the center. Okay. Uh, I imagine we do a little peek inside. Well, I was going to bow out and slice the pie, baby. You're going to slice the pie? I'm slicing the pie. All right. So, uh, give me an awareness difficulty two. Hmm. Uh, I pass. I can shift, but I have a complication on the wrath. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> that seems to be like my MO for this episode. Yes, you're failing forward quite a bit. Fail forward. I love it. Yes. All right. So, how do I want to do this? You, how many can you shift? One? Just one. Okay. I. Uh, what, what do you think your complication is? Or is that going to depend on... No, I think it's fair. You know what? I think I become... I'm now, like, enraged. Right, like rage is starting to take over me. I just got I, I got pissed off about my stealth abilities. I chuck a grenade, I blow these fucking guys up. Now I'm getting thunked by fucking grenades. Bannon is just getting aggravated. Maybe he gets a little sloppy. So my thing is, as I bow out to slice the pie, I clear the room, but I neglect this window that might be up on like the second floor. And since I jump out, maybe it gives somebody who's maybe in the room on the second floor or even on the first floor that now actually I'm giving them an opportunity to, to see me. Okay. Uh, so I would say with the shift, uh, you could see that there are people on the second floor, but they're still making their way in from the exterior. Uh, so that is the original five guys. They're starting to make their way in. They're not in yet. In Oh, the, in, these are the guys that the were on the balconies. Right. Okay. They're making their way in. Uh, this is the main area. Right. There's Through several, the bay door. Right. There's saying. several crates and old machinery all over the place in this thing. Kind of run down. Right. Uh, you can see what you believe are the crates that were originally delivered mm-hmm. in the far uh, east side of the main section of this room. Okay. So, can I... I'm sorry. Can I see... So now this looks like a like a fairly open warehouse with maybe because obviously there's that one room that's in the northeast section right that where yeah. that makeshift gym was. Is that like the only room that's kind of like separated from the overall? Yeah, there's other rooms, but like the walls are blown out. Right. Um, you can see like cots. Like okay. the guys were, were more or less living here. Okay. Uh, do you think before I, before we do uh, what's surely a combat scenario, this rage thing that you brought up? Do you think that's a common problem that Brandon has? Like, it's always plagued him. Like, he goes in almost like a berserker mode. Yeah, I would think that's fair to say. Like, when, for example, when he questions somebody and doesn't get the answer that he wants, that he decides to just slam somebody's face against right. the bathroom. Yeah, he, he has anger okay. issues. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10... How well do you think he is at controlling that? Like, it, it, one being he ah. loses complete control, 10 being he's fully aware of what he's doing, but he's allowing it to happen. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't think it's not a one where it's like this alter ego, like Bruce Banner Hulk type situation where he's like so enraged that he blacks right. out and fucking goes maniac. Um, But I also don't believe it's one of those things where he's like using it to like, like, I would think he gets so angry and he almost feels like it focuses his skills so he gets like this almost bloodlust. Okay. So let's say about a seven. Okay. He's trying to be the best that he can be, but he fucks up. Dude, it 
it chews at him hardcore. And it causes him to fucking lose his patience and rage. Okay. Okay. All right. So we'll keep that on deck. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there's something to that. Because I could even see that in, like, uh, talking scenarios where your fellowship goes down by two, but your intimidation goes up by two because right. you start losing your shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Excellent. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Uh, so now to the real fun part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're looking in this room. There's obstacles and shit everywhere. Mm. Uh, do me a favor. Roll 2d6. Two 2d6 two, two and add them, or this is like out of the uh, Yeah, 2d6 and add them. 11. There are 11 guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. And now I'm going to place them on the map. So out of these 11 guys, two of them are out in the open. Okay. Nine of them are in cover. If you look directly in front of you, right in the center of this main room is like a large robotic arm. There's three guys. Because you shifted, I'll, I'll give you the... There's three guys that you can kind of see uh, malingering around this arm. They're in full cover. Right. Everyone else is behind crates. They're in half cover. Okay. So... And there's two guys that are exposed. Right. So everyone who's in half cover gets plus one defense. Right. The guys in full cover get plus two defense. So I'm sorry, you said a total of nine guys, correct? Uh, Eleven guys. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, nine guys in cover, two guys exposed. Okay. While you're looking at these 11 guys, I will remind you there's still five guys from the roof making their way in. Right, right. They're not in yet. So there's the potential to encounter 16 minimum. I mean, I don't know what else is in this building. Well, there's one more guy. And he is sitting... I don't want to say throne, but there's... Throne, you said? Yeah. Okay. But there's one guy that, just at a quick glance, this motherfucker's in charge. Right. You could tell he's in charge because he's not wearing armor... He's wearing like a robe with weird insignias and drawings on it. Okay. And he's also holding a chainsword. All right. So obviously this guy is going to stand out to him. He's a fucking maniac wearing no armor and a sword. All right. So you're slicing the pie. You see these 11 guys plus the five guys up on the roof. Right. And you notice this, this weirdo in the back. Now, can you slice a pie with a huge bay door like that? It's yeah. Pretty big pie. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. <clears throat> Just think of this. But how are you going to get to that side without crossing over? All right, so you're taking a couple slices of the pie. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I, so I don't know how... We would know. Well, no, because you shifted. Like, it makes sense. You have to be able to get some kind of bonus out of this. Yeah, Um, but then I also rolled a complication, right? Well, the complication were the guys up on the top. Oh, okay. Okay. Coming in. Right, right. Okay. Oh, your your auspex goes off. That's what tells you how many guys are in here. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. There we go. So, all right, so you're in full cover then because you have a wall. And I would say, 
coming from that direction. You can see one guy that's fully exposed standing like right in the middle, and then one guy who's in half cover behind a crate. Okay. And these guys are wearing their gas masks. Right, right. And they're wearing like their black vest with the little symbol on it. Uh, and they have their their auto pistols. And you will have the first attack. All right. So I guess since I'm in full cover. Yeah, since I'm in full cover, uh, I'm going to multi-attack. Yeah, I'm going to multi-attack these two guys. Okay. So my first shot will be for the guy in cover. And then my second will be for the one who is not. All right, so we're looking for a six. Four. To hit both of them. A six? Yeah, because one guy's in half cover, so that's a plus one. So that starts with a four defense, plus two defense for each additional target. So six. Oh, they have four defense. The the guy behind cover does, yeah. Because of the plus. Yeah. Okay, so he has a four, and then the other guy is out in the open, so he's only got uh, two defense, so it would be plus, just regular plus two DM. I'm sorry. If you roll a six, it'll hit both. I see. Okay. All right, that's what I'm going to do. All right, so I have six total, but then yet again, I have a complication on my rack. All right, so first thing, uh, give me a 66. 56. Oh, no. All right, uh, let's resolve damage first. Yeah, give me one second. Oh, we realize we don't have to do that because these guys only have one wound. Okay. Uh, so these guys are both down. Uh, okay. So as you're slicing the pie and going in, I'm kind of picturing like you're popping and pop, firing off a couple rounds, firing off a couple rounds. One of the times you go in, your ankle kind of spins and you fall to the ground. And now you are prone. In the middle of the doorway. Yes. At the end of your turn. Okay. So you have no defense. A mob of two is now going to... Uh, attack alright so uh, I have two icons one exalted so I'll be shifting you get a ruin for that? no oh it wasn't on your wrath I'm sorry alright so uh, six damage is going I'm sorry uh, nine damage is going your way okay my uh, resilience is a nine son of a bitch yeah yeah all right, so uh, these guys fired. They're kind of like, I see like rolling out of the way as the bullets are ricocheting <laughs> off the ground in front of you, and you're back up again. Um, now, you're kind of in this doorway, so what, what's the... Well, let me ask you this. Is my move... I have to spend my movement to get up, right? Yeah. Okay. So I would think like my movement hopefully would be to get up and just kind of give myself some cover behind the door. Sure. Okay. And then obviously, because I spent that, I can't aim or multi-attack or anything right. like that. Right. Uh, from uh, from my vantage point, do I have line of sight on this mob? That mob, no. Uh, there is a guy that you can see that's in half cover towards the back of the room. Okay. Uh, he's roughly, I would say, thirty meters. Okay. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna shoot it. Uh, I'm gonna shoot at that guy. All right. Uh, defense of four.
All right, so I have uh, four icons and I can shift. But it, it doesn't matter. He's the same same thing, right? He's got... Yeah, yeah, his okay. resilience isn't high enough. He's, uh, his resilience is uh, eight with one wound. Okay, so yeah, he's dead. All right, so he goes down. Uh, the five gentlemen at the top have now made their way to the ground. Hello. And they're staying out in the open, and they're charging toward you. You're in full cover, so your defense is plus two to whatever. Uh, right, so it's a four. Okay, so I have two icons, two exalted, and three icons, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. Okay, so now I might as well just, yeah, I guess I just take it. Okay. How does that work again? I'm sorry. Because if you want to soak, you have to roll to soak, but then it's soak plus one. You, so to soak one, I would actually spend two, which is fucking ridiculous. You spend one shock just to use the soak ability. Then right. you roll, and however many wounds you absorb, you add it to the initial to one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm going to take the wound for now. Okay. So now these guys... So this is a mob of five that are charging my position. Yeah. And you have line of sight on them. And they're... It, Exposed. They're not in cover. Correct. Because they're they're running towards me. Now they're at about twenty five meters. Okay, so they're not within half range. Alright, so um but I can aim at the mob for an extra die. So I'm gonna fire into the mob. So now they have initially it's a DN of three. Yes. Okay. Alright, so I'll roll and then we'll figure out if how many I hit. Alright, I have eight total. So I hit three. Okay. Two, four, six. Yeah. Yeah. Eight total. Okay. So three of them go down. Um, so you pop out, you fire a couple rounds. Uh, a couple of them miss, uh, but th- three of these guys take uh, like center mass. Uh, one guy gets hit like the artery in his leg, and he's just kind of laying on the ground, screaming, bleeding out. And these two guys continue to charge towards you. They're at about 20 meters now. Uh Three icons. Because uh, I'm still in cover, right? Yeah. All right, so my defense is a four. Okay. So they fire at you. They miss. Uh, there's two more guys in cover. Closer well, to you. Well, I'm sorry. Don't you have to roll separately? Right, because there's two, so you can't there's roll two them. Mo- there's two mobs coming. There's two mobs. One mob is behind cover. One mob is charging you. No, so but that- I'm sorry. That, that group right there was the one that I just fired into. Yeah. Right, there were two guys remaining, so technically they can't be a mob, so you should actually roll separately for them. Oh, that's right. Two people can't. Yeah. I don't know why I keep forgetting that. Alright, so next guy. Three icons, nothing, right? Right. Alright, so two more guys that have line of sight on you. Nothing. Four threes. Four threes. Uh, Two icons and exalted. That's got me. So just one extra damage dice, so seven damage. All right, nothing. All right, and the last guy, the fourth guy, two fours. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm kind of nervous because, like, my initial scan, I, I, I he, he's starting to get a little concerned because, like, his initial scan of the room, he sees this fucking wacko who's got no armor on. He's wearing this robe. It's got these weird symbols on it. He's holding a fucking chainsword, and obviously I know the damage that a chainsword does. 
Um, but he hasn't seen this guy. He's very quiet in there. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, He's just watching. So so just paint the picture for me. There, so there's two remaining guys from the original five that were charging. Yep. And they're at about 20 meters now charging okay. towards you. There's two guys. Uh, well, I mean, there's still four, five, six, seven, seven guys behind cover. Uh, but only two of them. How many guys are left total? Like 11? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Thank you. All right, so I think what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to multi-attack the two. Yeah, I'm going to multi-attack the the two guys that were the uh, the five guys that were charging from. Okay, you know, so initially. the remaining two. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to fire into that group. So uh, we're looking for five to hit both of them. Okay. And they're 20 meters out. Got another right, thirty. Drop that die again. Very sloppy if he's fucking died. You said five, right? Yeah. All right, so I uh, I can shift one. Good. All right. Let's roll. Oh, we don't have to roll damage. We already no. established that. Yeah, I don't even know why I say that. All right, so you hit both of them, right? Yes. I almost feel like those guys were like cannon fodder. Like they were almost sent out just to kind of like sniff me out. Yeah. Yes. Uh, are you moving anywhere? Or are you staying right where you are? No, because I multi-attacked. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there's two guys behind cover that have line of sight on you still. Uh, four. These bullets are just slamming into the wall next to you, and <laughs> uh, and the second guy has no better luck. Dude, I could picture like these rounds hitting the concrete wall and just dust. Yeah, like, fucking particles of concrete are just chipping like away. Like the Matrix, and, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, bank yeah. scene. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay, so from my vantage point. Um, what, I could see these other two guys that were firing at me? Yes. And they're in full cover? Half cover. They're in half cover. So that gives them plus one, right? So yes. that's... Um, all right, so I'm going to do the same thing. Multi-attack? Yeah, I could do also a simple action, right? I, I just want to glance over my shoulder and make sure that my rear is clear. That's good. That's not a good face. <laughs> I'm not going to read into that, so... <laughs> you just saying it's good is, is where we're going to stay. All right, so I'm going to multi-attack these uh, these two guys that are in half cover. So I'm sorry, you said three, four, so I need six, right? I need six? Yes. All right, always fun. Um, I've got two icons, two exalted, so I met my six, but I also have a complication on my wrath. We're back. I don't know what's worse. The the bed net the Yes. Son of a bitch. You time to roll. The bed metronome. That's what I meant to say. Uh it's five die, right? Oh. So I fail, but uh you're also drinking because I rolled an exalted on my wrath. Are you gonna use it now? Right now. Oh, okay. Cheers. Cheers. To you oh, not being able to talk yeah. and me being uh, punished for it. Good. I love it. Love this game. So I was going to say, ah, ah, wow. That got me like <laughs> right, right in the fucking gizzard. Right in the feels. Right in the feels. Yes. Uh, I don't know what's worse. The bed metronome <laughs> that we had to set the timer on re-recording or the fact that I dropped my pipe 
on the fucking ground right before we started. Case of the dropsies. This is twice now in two weeks. This is not good. Yeah. Too much drinking. I, maybe, you think I could put Velcro on these? Oh. Put Velcro fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good. Like those uh, those catcher mitts for little kids where the oh, it's yes. a Velcro balls. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. Well, welcome back. Yes. Another, uh, we're, 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 I think we kind of ended like right in the middle of, uh, of this assault on the, yes. uh, on the warehouse, which is pretty cool. So far, this is, uh, like part of me wants to say, yeah, it's kind of going according to plan, but then the other part of me is like, this is this is really going fucking south quick. I mean, you wanted it. You called, uh, what was that from Tombstone? You called on the thunder, and now you got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. So, uh, I think one of my favorite moves was the end of last episode, leading into this episode, and just completely getting disgusted by the concept of stealth. Yes. And finally having enough and walking over to that guard shack and just chucking a grenade in there and fucking... Yes. Up. Oh. Hello. It, is it Barry? No. Hello. Hi. Is it Barry? Oh, get out of here. Um, we still owe you one more. I'm looking for the bottom to it. That's fine. Somewhere. I'll get it. But here's two for now. Thank you. Uh, you want to put it in your car? You can throw it on my hood. Okay. The car's locked. I don't know where my keys are. In case a, in case a raccoon comes in. You never know. What about? Huh? I'm going to the gym. Yeah, why would Madison freak out if? Uh... Because she said, can, "Can I please get her off the bus?" Ah, uh, very cool. Okay. So I'll be back. All right. Have fun. See you later. Thank God she's gone. Uh, so <clears throat> you throw this grenade into uh, into the guardhouse. It explodes, and uh, there was a, a a a lookout like on the on the roof of this of this factory. You ever have anybody catch you trying to take a piss in broad daylight <laughs> outside? And not only did they see you attempting to pee, but their mom. Also saw you attempting to pay. And by their mom, I mean that the person who saw you originally was a grown adult. Not like a little child and their parent. Like a grown adult and then their really, like, you know, older parent. No, I'm a fucking human being. I use the bathroom. <sighs> God, I'm a mess. <laughs> fucking what, what, half drunk. About? What time <laughs> is it? It's fucking 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm half drunk. I'm trying to piss outside. Two ladies are seeing me. I'm surprised I didn't call the fucking cops. I'm dropping my pipe. I was, all, all I want to do is just talk about role-playing games. That's all I want to do. <laughs> you know, for a man who despises handkerchief so much and you piss out in the woods. Disaster. And you know what's ironic about that is that is the first time I ever tried doing that. <laughs> and I get caught by two <laughs> ladies. And then what do I do? What do I do? Like a fucking retard. I try to play it off like, I wasn't trying to pee. Was, I'm looking at this piece of wood. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking at wood that's stacked behind the fucking the, the western shed here. The cabin. The West Cabin. The West Cabin. <laughs> what a fucking asshole I am. Well, so sad. My, my last podcast, yes, where we yes. almost exclusively recorded at night, uh, that made things much easier. Um, uh, yeah, you were under the cloak of darkness. Yeah, we would just pee on top of the wood pile on the other side of that door. 
Yeah, I'm surprised you actually walked around the corner. There were times I didn't. Yeah, I would there just were times I would open the door and just pee off into the driveway. Right there. Whatever. <laughs> That's what I would have done. If it was dark out, it would have gone right there. I would almost entertain the idea of just opening up the window. The I reason, think I'm tall enough. The reason I stopped peeing out the door is because uh, there was one time where I had a party and I invited people in here uh, uh, without podcast setup, just as a hangout. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, whoop. Uh-oh. <laughs> Please answer. No. Come on. Nope. Nope. Uh, wow. I hear that? Hold on. Wow. That's the sound of somebody getting screamed. Um, Poor guy. Yeah. Guy's always done the right thing. <laughs> uh, so I had people in here. Yes. And... Somebody fell through the door onto the rocks below, uh, breaking my door. And they would have, was I a savage that night, would yes. have landed in my puddle of urine. Mm. So for the safety of others who may come in here, uh, I, no, I think that's fair. Side. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Now, what's worse, if you fall into a puddle of urine or a pile of man ponds? Man ponds for man sure. Man ponds are probably You're in worse, sterile. right? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, kind of gross. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, <clears throat> so, we get into this large-scale battle. Um, and I, I went through the notes with you beforehand, but it seems like there's really only a couple things we want to talk about. There's a lot of fighting, lots of shooting, lots of gunplay. Uh, so I'm going to go a little out of order here. Uh you wanted to bring up me reminding you that you had a respirator mask. Yes. And I'm assuming, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you did not want me to remind you. 100%. Yeah. And I, I think it's twofold. Number one, that that's it's shame on me for not keeping track of all my equipment. Like, I should have known that I had a respirator mask, right? So I should have known that if these guys were dumping canisters on my person, I have a respirator, respirator mask. I'm sorry? A Rusper. A Rusper. I have a Rusper mask. Wow. Excuse me. Drink again. Pardon me. Pardon me. Excuse me. Oh my god. Um, I might have to make us some burgers before you go, <laughs> or a fucking a bed. Um. Yeah, I. You know, part of my issue. And, and this is me personally, and I think this is just teaching me that I have to change the way that I kind of keep track of stuff. So when we play, right, I set up my laptop, and I have the generic uh, Wrath and Glory player um, character sheet. And I have it on my laptop. I have it downloaded from uh, whatever website. So I have it on my laptop, and I keep all my statistics on there. So it has all my stats for my guy and, and my general equipment, my guns. But the issue with that is it's very limited in the amount of information that you can actually keep. Like, there's really no heading for, like, itemized gear. So along with my laptop, I keep a notebook that I take notes on, and if I come across something, I um, I make a note of it. And I think a lot gets lost. So I completely forgotten that I had a respirator, and I think that would have been fun or detrimental to me, but it would have been fun in the long term if you did not say anything, and now I'm trying to figure out a way to, to deal with this issue and I have a fucking respirator mask hanging from my backpack that I never put on because he forgets that he has it. 
And now he runs through this whole scenario. It would obviously change the whole dynamics of what's happening. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and, and then this, we could have laughed about it, as long as I didn't die. We could have laughed about it and referenced back to whatever episode it was. Hey, remember, dummy, when I fucking gave you a respirator when you were in Slug Belly's cave? And here's where the weirdness comes in, because it is such a collaborative game. And I think this is part of the feeling out process of how much I should tell you and how much you I shouldn't. So, like, part of me is almost thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna stop keeping notes of what I give you. Okay. I mean, I and like that's gonna be kind of hard for me because I always take notes. You know, we're we're only I think technically four sessions in, and I have probably I don't know twenty five pages or so written already. Right. Um, and all the campaign notes are on the computer, so it's it, this is just shit that you decide to do, uh, and off the cuff stuff that I got to take notes on. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I you're right. Like, if, and what's funny is if this was D and D, I totally wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. So now, what's the difference? Because this is all about like talking about complications, working through narrative declarations together. It's a lot of symbiosis between the GM and the player. Right, uh, which is, uh, and that I totally understand. <clears throat> but I think, I, I think the relationship between player and GM in this particular game is more during like a combat situation based on die roll than it is, look, here's the scenario. Oh, by the way, reminder, you have this. Yeah. You know, here, you need this to help you get through this. Right. And and that's one of those things, not to be a sinister GM, but like that's one of those things where I think you just you know it, you keep it in your back pocket, and you just fucking laugh in the back of your head. You're like this fucking guy, right? He has a respirator mask. I said it right. He has a respirator mask. You know, he could be use he could be using it at any time, and he's choosing not to, right? And whether that's you know you could chalk that up to like the adrenaline of the fight or the nervousness of the actual character like in this in this gun battle like he's fucking you know overcome with fear he just forgets like the equipment that he has as i throw my tamper um you know so i think there's a few different ways that we can approach that like after the fact like we could discuss that in a situation like this where it's like oh hey by the way uh now that that battle is over yeah you had a mask that would have made it you know a lot easier yeah i did learn and we'll talk about this more probably next week uh but i did learn through this first large-scale battle that two things. One, you can stand up to a lot more than what I've been throwing at you. Yeah. And two, I am being way too soft. Uh, You've been in much larger and probably more frequent encounters than Harrison has in the D&D campaign. Right. And Harrison has skirted death a couple times. Right. Uh, Maybe not necessarily hit point-wise, but every encounter that Harrison's been involved in the the potential for it to go sideways instantly was there throughout the entire event, and he's only been fighting one or two things at a time. Right. This, like you, you fought uh, roughly seventeen people, and I think you took one wound. Yeah. Well, and the same holds true when um, you take a look at the fight with Slugbelly. Like even even going through that kind of mine, there were shitload of guys in there. Yeah, and I don't think, 
I don't think really I took any uh, like heavy damage. And I don't think that's a product of... I don't think that is a product of the game mechanics. You know? Like, you're fighting these enemies initially, or like overall, rather. I don't think it's a product of the game mechanics. Like, you're fighting enemies. They have whatever type of, like, armor... So you know what your DN is going to be. You know what it's going to be if they're in cover or partial cover. So you know what your rolls are going to be. And I think a lot of the times I've been fairly lucky with my die roll. I think the other side to that, though, and we were going to get into this, is the whole concept of like fighting characters individually versus like when they, they mob up. And I think the whole like mobbing mechanics in this game is completely broken. Yeah, uh... Uh, let me set that up. Do you want to pull up the oh, rule yeah, yeah, for yeah. mobs in the book while I set this up? So one thing that we learned, and we're going to find out right now uh, if we've been playing it wrong. I don't think we have because mobs have come up from the jump. Uh, the thing with mobs and multi-attack, if there's five individual fighters against the player, you call out a multi-attack and you decide you call out how many of those guys you're going to target. That dictates your difficulty number. And you have to hit that difficulty number to roll damage on each person. If you miss that number, you miss the attack altogether. A mob is different in that you just roll the attack, and however high your roll is for your attack dictates how many people in this mob you take out. Because when enemies mob up, as it were, uh... According to the book, each character in that mob only has one wound. So after you go through resilience, if your base damage is higher than that resilience, you're not even rolling for damage. You just start taking people down. And to your point, uh, theoretically, it's easier to fight a mob of 15, 20 guys than it is to fight five guys alone by themselves. We'll cut this out. I just okay. want to read this yeah. paragraph really quick. Yeah, I'll read it out loud so then you know what I'm reading. I don't, I don't even know if this is... Um... <clears throat> uh, this is one of the examples in mob combined attacks. What, uh, what page? This is 209. All right. Uh, in a tier two campaign, the GM sends a mob of 10 orc boys to leap into the fray. The entire mob attacks a single hero surrounding them with a storm of hacking choppers. The GM assembles a dice pool for an orc boy's initiative plus weapon skill. Oh, this isn't what I wanted. I want to see like when you attack a mob. It says attacking a mob is simpler than targeting multiple individual enemies. Mobs take damage differently. See, shock and mobs on page... And this is where this fucking book drives me crazy. I'm on page 209. Specifically dealing with mobs. And they take damage differently, though. You want to see shock and mobs on page 226. Ah. Why should I have to fuck it? This is like a choose-your-own-adventure book. <laughs> Stupid. Um, here you go. Targeting a mob. Sometimes a player may wish to try and affect an entire mob. Affect, yeah, an entire mob with an attack, action, or effect. Apply the rules of Wrath and Glory for targeting an individual. Then add a cumulative plus... Two DN penalty for each additional target. See multi-target on page two twenty-two. 
Like, why do I have to fucking bounce between like a hundred? Like, we're dealing with mobs. Give me all the fucking mob shit right here. There's nothing wrong with repeating the rules in different circumstances. Yeah. I'd rather this book be 600 pages long. And at least it flows. So, let me go to 222. And it's funny because the combat option for multi-attack is on 220. So now we're at 220, 222, uh, 209. It's fucking stupid. This this is harder. This is honestly harder than reading and understanding the Constitution. <laughs> I, I think I would have a better grasp as a constitutional attorney than trying to fucking go through the laws. I meant the rules in this book. <laughs> Painful. They don't even go over... They don't even go over, like, attacking the mob in this section. Oh, here you go. You have to go to 215, attacking a mob. A mob of troops, see page 208, seven pages before, often represents a horde of enemies, often in close proximity to one another. When attacking a mob, a character does not need to risk a multi-attack to hit multiple enemies. Now, why is that? Uh, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, whenever a character makes a successful attack against a mob, they hit other members of the mob for every three icons over the mob's defense. All right, here's an example for attacking against a mob. Sigma-19 makes a ranged attack against a mob of orcs attacking a mining outpost. He assembles a dice pool of 12, his agility of 6, and his ballistic skill of 6, and makes a ballistic skill test against the orc's defense of 3. Sigma-19 gets 9 total icons on his attack roll, scoring 6 above the mob's defense. Since he was attacking a mob, he has a total of, or he hits a total of 3 orcs. One for the initial hit, plus one more for every 3 icons over the defense. These rules are also applied to multi-attacks, see page 222, that include a mob as one of the targets. Example, Sigma-19 makes a melee attack against another mob of orcs and the orc knob, an elite, leading them. He assembles a dice pool of 10, his initiative of 5, and his weapon skill of 5, and makes a weapon skill test, gaining 5 icons. The orc knob's defense is 4, and the mob of orcs' defense is 3. Thus, Sigma-19 hits both of his targets. How does that even make any sense? Because you're only hitting, it sounds like, one entity within that mob. So you're hitting the knob. But this is saying that you hit two. So you have a mob plus an elite. Does it say how many characters are in that mob or no? No, nah, just says a mob of orcs. Right. So you're, you're going against a mob of orcs and the orc knob, right? Leading them. He assembles a dice pool of 10 and makes a weapon skill test. He rolls. He gets five icons. The orc knob's defense is four. So he hits the knob. And the mob of orcs' defense is three. Thus, he hits both. 
He yeah, he hits the mob and the knob leading the mob. Yes. Do they have to use like any worse <laughs> fucking words for this? Um All right, comparing six icons to the orc but he didn't get six, he got five. So why are we comparing six? Comparing six icons to the orc mob's defense of three, he hits the knob. So we're, we're going to throw a typo in there yeah. to make things even juicier. Dude, um, he hits the knob and two of the orc in the mob. One plus one more for having three. Have we been doing that? Like for the mobs, it's been a DN of whatever number, like their defense, and then it's three over to hit additional? Or have I, we been doing two? I believe we've been doing two. Okay. Because multi-attack is two. All right, so then it says keep referring to 222. 222, I believe, is multi-attack. For multi-attack. But multi-attack is different because you have to hit all or nothing with multi-attack, I believe. So then why do they keep referencing multi-attack? Multi-attack. Attack more than one target plus two difficulty for each additional target. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's on page 220. What's 222? Multi-attack. Multi-attack allows a character to target multiple enemies with a melee or ranged attack. Uh, this increases the DN of the hit by plus two for each additional target. Make only one attack roll and apply the results to all the targets. Inflict damage individually to all the targets that are hit. If the attack results in a critical, the player chooses one target. They have successfully hit to suffer the effect of that critical hit. Um, if you have multiple with a melee, you may spend reload, ranged weapons. Now, explain this one to me. In the book, it says, also, there is no need to roll damage against every member of the mob that you hit. See damage versus multiple targets on page 222. There is no heading on this page that <laughs> says damage versus multiple targets. Hmm. There's nothing. Why is that? Um... <laughs> There is nothing in here that says that. So frustrating. Regardless, I still think it's easier to kill people in a mob than it is to kill is. people individually. Because when you attack a mob, dumb. it's one wound per, per person. Yeah. Versus dealing with somebody's defense and then dealing with their resilience and then dealing with their wounds. Right. It's it's dumb. You know, like, I don't understand why they're trying to, like, make it. I, I, I don't know if they're trying to make it for the GM. So for, like, flavor in the campaign, you could throw a shitload of guys at people. And now you're dealing with them as a mob. And now you can fucking mow down, like, multiple right, that's, enemies. Uh, that's why I think it's. I, I, I think it's fucking retarded. Yeah. Personally, I think it's dumb. You would be better served if you handled it very similar to like how um like D D handles it, where you just, just create like lesser level characters. Right. And throw it against the fucking player character and then have them fucking wipe them out if if that's really what you're yeah, trying to do. Because behind the screen, these skeletons all have an armor class of two. Right. You know, regardless of what you think, like you're gonna roll, yeah, that's a hit, that's a hit, that's a hit, that's a hit. And and in a situation like this, dude, just keep everybody's, like, for the DM's point of view, dude, I would just make everybody a defensive two in a situation where you want to throw multiple people out, defensive two, and now you multi-attack. And now it's up to the player to decide, look, all right, I have eight dice. 
is it feasible for me to try to fucking multi-attack six of these guys? No, because I would need two. I would need 14 to hit everybody. Right. And that's not happening. So you leave it on the player, to, and that's the whole purpose of fucking role-playing. Right. Like, look, I want to fucking fire my gun into this group, but I know with my eight dice, maybe I'm lucky if I can roll six successes, but I can get six icons. So, all right, I can go up to three guys. And why is it that when you multi-attack, it's a DN of whatever, based on their defense and their cover, and then it's plus two, but in a mob, it's plus three. Maybe because to They're trying to make it harder, the fact that they only have one wound. Right. But why are you giving all these guys one wound? That doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to think theoretically, pretending that this is real life. There's a mass of six guys all together okay. charging towards you in formation. They're easier to hit than those same five or six guys interspersed throughout your field of view. And now you're actually trying to take pot shots at each one. I think theoretically that's what they're going for. Okay, then let me ask you this. You have a mob attacking you. You aim. Yeah, right? That's what we did. We aimed and then salvoed. Uh, but now take the salvo out. You aim. Yeah. So now it's, there, there's no cover. Their defense is two. So now I'm aiming, let's say, at their chest. So it's only going to add two. Well, no, aiming... Uh, at a larger plus area. One, plus one dice. All right. Aiming. Dice or DN? Plus, if you aim... Right, I get plus one dice, right. but then it's going to modify my DN. Doesn't it? It no. doesn't add No, you're to thinking of called shots. Called shots, like I want to shoot him in the eyeball. Called shots, if you want to do a called shot, like oh. if you want to shoot like an arm or a leg, it gives you a plus two DN difficulty and a plus one extra damage dice if you hit. That's the damage, not hit. Okay, so now aim, can you just read the description of aim? Sacrifice move to right. gain either plus one dice on a ranged attack or fire into melee without risk. Okay, right, if you have other uh, player characters in there. Yes. All right, so now just think of the concept behind aiming. So now I aim into a mob. So I'm going to gain an additional die. So they're exposed, right? They have no cover. So their defense is two. So now I would need two, then five, then eight, then 11 if I wanted to hit four guys in the mob. Now I have eight dice. We're doing a real life example. Just to give it. So I hit two, four, five. So I hit two guys and I have a complication on my wrath. Okay. All right. So but I just killed two guys. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. As opposed to me multi-attacking. Now right. let's say I multi-attack two guys. Yep. Well, that same role, if I multi-attack and their DN is two, I have two, four, five. So I would still hit two guys. However, if I had six, I would kill. I would have the chance of killing more guys outside of a mob than I would in a mob. Right. And I don't understand why they do that. But and then they they kind of put that they like play that against the fact that they only give one wound to these guys, and I still don't understand that. I mean, if you want to talk about like mechanics, it seems to me that it's a faster way to get through a large scene combat. Because we're also playing one-on-one, so it's a little different. But if you have a strike team of uh, five... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Oh, my God. 
I pass. Good. If you uh, if you have a fire team of five players, okay, and there's a mob of six. See, in my opinion, if you have five players, like I'm throwing a mob of twenty, right, or two mobs of ten coming from different directions. Now you have five players shooting into that, and these guys are just dropping before they get there. So it's almost like giving the illusion of a large-scale combat encounter without actually having to sit through the minutia of rolling damage for that many enemies. Which I'm fine with. I just think if you're going to use the concept of a mob, it should be higher. Or lower. It should go either way. It should be... If there's this many guys, this is the DN, regardless of, of their armor or how many there are. If there's a mob of 10 guys, your difficulty number should be four. And then roll damage separate. It should be one way or the other. They're trying to do both at the same time, and it doesn't seem to make any sense. They're trying to ultimately roll less dice. I think that's what they're trying to do. But Warhammer is based on rolling a shitload of dice. So like, right, why are we trying to roll less? I think it's because you're rolling a shitload of dice at one time. This is you're rolling dice and rolling dice and rolling dice. If there's a mob of seven. Okay. I'm still rolling. Right, but you're rolling set once. Die. You're rolling once to take out X amount of guys. Right. If you're multi-attacking, you're rolling that to hit, and then you're rolling a bunch of other times. Well, then you got to deal with damage specifically right. per so person think, that you're attacking. Right. So I think what they're trying to do is mitigate consecutive dice rolls. If that you, makes You're doing it in other... Role playing games, you are, but I think I that's the only theory that I can come up with. That right, makes like if, sense. if I'm playing if I'm playing D and D, I get two attacks right on my turn. Yeah, but you got to think in higher tiers, regular enemies can soak. Like I think they're trying to eliminate a lot of the, but then change the mechanics of the fucking game. Then exactly, but like that, I, that's my problem with this. Like, yes, I look, agree, I agree, but I think what they're that, I think that's what they're trying to do. I, I just think they're. they're they're really watering down the NPCs that a GM throws at a character. Look, and I'm the player in this. Yeah. And yeah, the more people I can mow down, the merrier. I just think the mechanics behind mob attacks from an, from a player character point of view, I think it's fucking broken. Yeah, I, I've realized after this gameplay session that I could probably, without endangering you that much, I could throw a mob of 20 at you. If you had cover... I could throw a mob of 20 yeah. at you, and you could probably take most of them out without even taking a hit. Yeah, which is, th- that that shouldn't be the case. Right. That should not be the case, because I'm a fucking tier one, rank two character. Yeah, you're a tier one operator. I'm a tier one up. I'm like a fucking Navy SEAL over here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a tier one, rank two character. I should not be so overpowered against like basic bitch guys. To me, that, that, that shouldn't be the way that this works. And the way the rules are written, and unless we are grossly misinterpreting the way that the rules are, which I, I find it very hard to believe, taking a look at the book, I just think the way that they break down mobs is, is a disservice to, the, to M- the gameplay. Maybe the wounds are a typo. Maybe it's supposed to be 10. They forgot a zero. That can't, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, uh, it goes to show that this is not the first time that there has been a typo in this book. I mean, th- there are typos in this book. Yeah, and it happens. There's typos in the D&D book. Uh, but of course, and I'm not going to disparage the, them against the, the typos. No, but in the D&D book, there's no typos regarding to combat. the important shit. Right. You know, but I mean, I guess that's neither here nor there. 
Um, so the, the the other question is then, how do we handle this moving forward? Do we continue using mobs, or do now we go into this whole homebrew thing? Yeah, I'm going to continue using mobs. It's just it's now it's my job to find interesting ways to use them. Right. I think an interesting way to use them would be have three guys separate that's drawing your attention, and then I'll have a little counter round counter in the background, and when you hit that number, oh, uh, by the way, if you uh, give me an awareness test, you pass the test. Uh, there's a mob of 25 coming from the south right. flanking you. I also, uh, I, look, I wouldn't be opposed to, if you're going to use mobs, have the mechanics where, okay, fine, they're in a mob, so now you're going to add plus three to the DM, which doesn't make any sense because when you multi-attack, it's plus two. But work off of each individual mob character's resilience and wounds. Well, they have to be the same character type to be in a mob. Which is fine. Yeah. So if you have like five grunts, Let's say you have five orc grunts, and their resilience is eight, and their wounds are four, okay? Why instantly do their wounds become one? Now, granted, it's a little bit harder to hit them, right? Two versus three, right? Multi-attack is a two, and a mob attack is going to be three. But why should that bring their wounds all the way down to one? I just think it, like, complete... Basically, what it says to me is, for every success, every successful hit that I make in a mob, yeah, those guys are dead. Yeah, I think the thing with a mob is it's more difficult to take them all out, but if you do hit them, they're down. I, I, it's 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 got to be, and I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying I agree with it. What I'm saying is it seems like the theory is throwing less dice to make the combat go faster. And also allowing the GM to throw more guys at the player character yeah. Yeah. for dramatic effect. Because when you fight one or two guys at a time, there were times when you listen, I'm trying to speed things up. Like, okay, these guys are going to come around. They're doing this. Roll an attack. Now we got a salvo. Now we're going to aim. Right. Now we're going to do this. Now I got to check my resilience. Now I'm going to soak. Now I'm going to do this. Now and like that speed I'm trying to build up just gets ste- like stonewalled. Right. Uh, and it's just that's a that's a byproduct of the game. Yeah, it's it's part of the rules. I mean, yeah. you, you're just going up against. So the rules. it seems like the game would go a lot faster if I was like, yeah, there's four mobs of ten coming towards you. Right. And we start fucking around with that. We can keep it fast because everyone has one wound. So if you hit, they're down, and we we keep it moving. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I, I kind of get it. I just still I just don't agree with it one hundred percent. I just don't like the idea that you're you're completely. What should happen to offset this? What I would have done is make their attack a lot heavier. Because if you think about it, it's easier for you to hit them because they're in a big cluster. Right, I, that makes sense to but me. But now they're shooting at you as a group. Right. So they right they should in even, effect do more damage. Even just like. Plus one extra damage dice per member of the three mob. Three characters of the mob. Right. No, nothing crazy, but. It yeah, there should, should be, be something to give them a perk. If, right. If, as a player character, they're being basically. They're knocked down to one wound apiece, there should be some kind of buff that they get. Yeah. On the e- damage. Either, side. either more, more dice to hit or more dice to damage, one or the other. Right. Yeah, I would agree to that. And maybe maybe we will do that. Yeah, because I th- I think that's fair. I think it just because so far I think, and it's not based on you as the GM. I think it's more based on the balance of the rules of the book, dude. Like Bannon has been steamrolling guys. Yeah. Like we ultimately, I mean, I don't want to give up what happens in this exchange, but even if you take a look at like what's happened leading up to this, like I, he's been hit like twice. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I want him at the end of every episode to like be on fucking death's door, but I mean, still, like you had mentioned before, like when you start comparing this to the D and D campaign, you look at like what Harrison has gone through. Dude, he gets attacked by bats, and he was almost dead. 
Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? And granted, he's a level zero character versus this guy. And, and he's, I, I would say, like, like Harrison is a lot different than Bannon in that Bannon is, for the most part, for a tier one, rank two character, he's pretty fucking decked out. Like, he's got some solid weapons. Yeah. Um, whereas Bannon is just kind of, I mean, Harrison is just trying to, to, like, learn, you know, about the weapons that he has. So, uh, again, there is, like, a, a big difference between the, uh, the two characters, but... I mean, still, fucking Harrison has almost died, I think, three times. You know, he's been blinded. The whole exchange with the alligator. He's been in bar fights that have gone kind of south that, that make him a little nervous. Um, and if you take a look at, at Bannon, like, this guy, dude, he don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, so far, nothing has put him in a position where he's like, oh, my God, that's been fucking close. Right. The the first encounter you had with, with Harrison, not to make this the D&D show, but... The first ha- uh, encounter Harrison had with the bandits, I believe that was the first encounter. Yeah, uh, that went fairly smooth. Uh, the second encounter was with the bats, I believe. The bats took out one of your eyeballs. Yeah, uh, not permanently, but it it fucked you up. Third encounter was with the spider, and that went pretty smoothly. That alligator at any moment could have one shot at you easily. And had I not been rolling dice for random enemies for him to attack. Out after he was done focusing on Whitmore, right? One hit would have taken you out. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think this goes back to your point of like playing D and D with NPCs versus playing Warhammer with without them. Right. You know, with a character in Warhammer has to be a little more overpowered. Right. You know, but still, I, me personally, I'm just not a fan of the whole mob mechanics. I, I don't understand the 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 concept that they're trying to get at, where adding plus one more to hit an additional character is supposed to to outweigh the fact that you're you're knocking everybody's damage down to one. Yeah. Th- that's the way I look at it. All right. Well, to mobs. Beating a dead horse has never been more fun. You hold wait. Hold on. Got to refill the glass. Almost had a catastrophe. Wow. Good thing I looked at the glass before we uh I almost didn't check. Thank you. Yep. All right. Let's try this again. To mobs. I lost my train of thought because I was pouring a drink. To knobs. Bartender. To knobs. To mobs and knobs. You got to split them. To man ponds. <laughs> it, it really makes me rethink how I use wet ones. I'm going to start stuffing them in my balls. To peeing in front of old ladies. And their daughters. Very, very awkward. To dice. And pipes. <laughs>